Hello, I'm Ben Mainwaring from So Very Creative. And I'm Karen Williams and I'm Tourism Development Officer at East Northamptonshire Council and I manage Destination N Valley. And we're back with the latest in our special series of the Nen Valley Festival podcast. Today on the show we're firing up our phones and wading into the world of social media for a great conversation with Jill Wallace from Be Social NN in Northampton. That's right, so Jill has been involved as part of the NEN Valley project in various capacities over the years, so we're really excited to find out a little bit more uh, with regards to what she's been up to of late and how she's been helping businesses through the lockdown period. Before we get to all that though, we should probably look at turning this music down so we can get on with the show. Well, Karen, this week on the show, we're getting good and techie and digging a little bit into the world of social media. Such an important tool for businesses at the best of times and even more so this year. Yeah, that's right. With everywhere closed down and people perhaps a little reluctant to get back to normal out there in the world, and social media has played an incredibly important role this year in helping to keep people informed and connected. Although I've noticed that a lot of businesses locally and indeed nationally have been changing their messaging and tone slightly on social media over recent months. Yeah, it's certainly been an interesting time and you're right, businesses have definitely been shifting their tone and conducting themselves a little differently online and honestly that was something we were chatting about quite a lot during our conversation. So have there been any businesses in particular that you've noticed through lockdown? Yeah, I think there's been a few really good examples actually and one that we talked about during our interview was the Brooklyn Brownie Company in Northampton who have absolutely crushed social media this year. Wow. Uh, And I mean, I think when lockdown started there were 1,800, 1,900 followers uh, on on their Instagram account and stuff and and just kind of starting to make their way and and are now running at like kind of 10,000 across all of their profiles just picking up uh, kind of new followers and, and new customers absolutely every day and their social is on point as well they're really good um, maybe I'm just hungry but Smoke Pit has been another <laughs> one that uh, springs to mind as yeah. it's been kind of very proactive and good through social media but uh, through lockdown I should say but um, yeah honestly I think it has been interesting watching businesses be a little less sales 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 and a little bit more kind of real you know having real conversations with people and being there for their kind of customers you know and I think the businesses that have taken that approach have seen dividends for that you know they've formed much more uh, meaningful kind of relationships with the people that they're connected with rather than it just be another Twitter follower that kind of scrolls past our latest sales pitch or or click to the website you know so I think from that perspective it's been yeah been really good fantastic but just before we get to that interview a couple of quick pieces of housekeeping from us is you can also find a range of other business support materials and assets over on our website nenvalley.net forward slash business and while we're on the subject of social media don't forget we're also sharing loads of great content on our social channels as well you can find and connect with us at, at underscore nenvalley on twitter at nenvalley on instagram and rivernen on facebook as well for now though we're going to roll the tape on your interview with jill from be social nn Hey, Jill, how are you doing? I'm all right, how are you? I'm all right, mate, yeah, I'm all right. Can you hear me all right at that end? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, no, perfect, yeah, good to speak to you. Are you, uh, you're not sweltering and wilting in the heat out there, no? I'm, I'm up in the loft because I don't want the dogs to bark. How's tricks otherwise at that end? You're all good. Yeah, I'm all right, thanks, yeah. it's. Um, I've just had a really sort of busy week, you know how it is... Sometimes just everything, everyone seems to want something all at the same time. (laughs) I always say to people, though, I'd always far rather be busy than bored. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. 
we're in when we're uh, kind of working with a bunch of different people and stuff. Yeah, I'd always rather have too much coming in than be scratching around wondering what I'm going to do with myself for the day. Definitely, definitely. I, I did about you, the, the luxury would be a fine thing from time to time. Yeah, it'd be nice if it just all kind of spaced out in like nine to five hours sure <laughs> but that's that's the downside of being a contractor isn't it and you know having a business yeah. so. it's interesting although uh, i think certainly having that that kind of balance and the ability to do things a bit differently has certainly been invaluable this last few months it's been mm. bedlam at this yeah. end. Uh, three kids and like, a small menagerie of animals cooped up inside four walls for like five months in the end it's uh, yeah. yeah been fairly brutal all told by one thing or another. So I wonder then if a good place to start, Jill, perhaps as a, an introduction, would be for perhaps for, for you to uh, introduce yourself a little bit and uh, and let people know a little bit more about uh, your company and the work that you do day to day. Yeah. Um, so my name is Jill Wallace. I am a freelance marketing and social media contractor. I'm based here in Northamptonshire. Um, the main kind of things that I do, the, the bulk of my um, work is, is putting social media strategies together okay. um, and, and creating sort of content. So um, quite often written content, blogs, website copy, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I tend to work in in partnerships, so supporting marketing agencies. Okay. So when they get really busy, coming in and sort of helping helping them out with any projects okay. um and also I work with quite a lot of SMEs as well so it's um so it's not a term that I particularly like SMEs but <laughs> it's a weird one isn't it <laughs> yes yeah, SMEs um yeah so so well a combination pardon sorry I was just gonna say what kind of sectors are you working across what kind of clients do you work with day to day all, all sorts, and that's been um, a real um, kind of godsend, really, during the pandemic, because um, it's been a really good reminder to sort of spread your risk as well. So I do quite a lot in food and drink. I do quite a lot in manufacturing. Um, because I work with agencies, it tends to be what their specialisms are as well. Sure, okay. Um, so and as well it's making sure you don't work with agencies where there's a crossover okay. um, and it might be a conflict of interest so I've been doing quite a lot of um, kind of healthcare stuff at the moment sure okay well. I imagine that's something fairly visible and people are actively perhaps looking out for at the moment are they yeah definitely I mean it, I guess it depends what the project is because one um, one project was to attract footfall into okay. clinics so that was that was obviously axed immediately. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, what you really don't want to be doing in the middle of um, a global pandemic is is trying to attract people to hospitals. So <laughs> that's a tough sell. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. Um, I had a few kind of travel and tourism things going on as well. Okay. So they unfortunately um um were kind of halted quite quickly okay. but then I had other clients that were sort of diversifying and moving more stuff online so it was a real 
real mixed bag. <laughs> I guess so. Did you find it more of kind of a, an opportunity in lots of ways as businesses were perhaps looking to try and find kind of new ways to, to perhaps reach people and, and sell products, you know, for, for example, that they, uh, you know, maybe necessarily normally wouldn't have been? Have you found that actually, you know, perhaps there's more interest out there at the moment for, for things like social media that businesses can kind of quite quickly get to grips with and, and see an impact from? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think initially, um, you know, when we were locked down back in March, everyone panicked. Sure. Um, so a lot of people just kind of stood back from from social media and um, and marketing because they didn't know what to do, which is quite understandable. Neither did I. Neither yeah. did a lot of people. <laughs> it's not a situation that we've ever been in before. No. Um, but as as things have settled down. Um, I think, and, you know, I don't want the phrase the new normal. People are adjusting to that um, and, and thinking about, um, yeah, how, how they how they can do things differently because essentially you have to. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really a matter of of survival. So, yeah, moving moving more things online, working on their content strategy. That's really the main way that you're going to communicate with your customers and thinking about where they are what they're going to be interested in so the best formats so yeah there's definitely been been more opportunities that's been of late when things have settled and I I think that will continue okay Um, yeah have you found it a challenge getting businesses to kind of think about how to refocus their messaging and stuff? So perhaps, you know, thinking less of the sell, sell, sell and more of the, you know, the softly, softly we're here for our, you know, consumers and that kind of thing. Obviously, you know, a lot of businesses have, have undergone that change and gone through that kind of transition this year with their their kind of messaging on social media and stuff. How was the kind of reaction that you, you kind of encountered from businesses to that? Were people largely kind of there for it or has it been a struggle in some areas to kind of find a way of balancing the two I think um most clients that I have been working with um really kind of understood that we we couldn't do the hard sale we can't really push products particularly kind of maybe around April yeah when it was the real peak because um it, it's obviously very dependent in the sector that you're in you know if you were Netflix or you know, obviously, it's it's relevant. More people are at home. You just have to be careful how you message it. Sure. Um, or you know, at home ex- exercise equipment. But the sectors I were working, if it's if it's kind of B two B as well, no one's really wanting to hear about the latest flugel binder. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just not it's not relevant. Um so yeah I think so working with clients they they did really they had an acute understanding of that and we basically just had to rip up um strategy and plans that we had for six months and, and rewrite them. And now we're beginning to um gradually sort of build build up the the more more sales messages again uh, where it's more appropriate so you you just have to read the room don't you 
yeah it's an interesting one and there's been some really visible steep learning curves there's some people have been through over the last few uh, weeks and months you know i think there's definitely been winners and losers you know um but i think that the, the main opportunity for so many businesses certainly that i've come across is that people have just been spending so much more time on social media you know i know looking at the the phone usage stats on my own phone this last few months mm. i've been disgusted with myself some days how much time i've spent actually flicking through and doing stuff yeah. on my phone and stuff on a daily basis so I think yeah there was definitely an audience there for people but um as you say that that uh ripping up of, of schedules and plans was a, an interesting one to watch uh, uh well I say from uh, from ringside but certainly in, in in real time myself working from clients you know I had uh, similar experiences um I mean some of the guys I work with who are in the specialist cleaning space so actually those guys have been busier than ever actually through this mm. which has been uh, quite an interesting flip side as well to, to some of the experiences we've had with um kind of other clients and stuff but um obviously with one eye on things um as you say not wanting to to normalize you know move into a new normal or anything like that but are you finding it a struggle to kind of really schedule and plan too far in advance at the moment? Because nobody really knows with any certainty what the next three, six, 12 months looks like. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work to shorter. So a, a broad kind of plan up until Christmas, but really only writing content um, in a couple of couple of weeks advance, maybe a month at the very, the very most. And and that's kind of what I'd advise other people that are managing social media to do as well. Um, you know, you have to, you always have to have a, a plan in place, but I, I certainly wouldn't spend a couple of or a few days um, writing an absolute ton of content because, you know, it can very easily just not really be relevant, um, particularly in, in some sectors more than others. Um, so it's, it is kind of having to be quite rea- reactive at the moment, yeah. but there are, there are there are advantages in that as well. Um, it makes your comms very natural, yes. um, but it's probably um, you know harder work, yeah, because you're having to just keep, you know, you can't just leave stuff to run, which you, you should never do anyway. But mm. having to keep more of an eye on things. It's yeah. an interesting one, isn't it? And I, I don't know if you found um, similar experiences with your clients as well, but um, certainly looking through kind of analytics and stuff with my own uh, clients over recent months, we've noticed that kind of engagement and, and inquiries and stuff coming in through social media and stuff has been uh, actually all over the map in terms of the times of day that people have been um, mm. getting in touch and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Have you found kind of a similar experience and how have you kind of coped with that uh, perhaps changing slightly? and perhaps you needing to be able to respond slightly differently to, to the normal course of business yeah I mean I think like like you just keeping an eye on the analytics because they have been changing um particularly on Facebook actually mm-hmm. they've been changing sort of every week by week or even sort of day day by day sure. so it's just you know with with Facebook the insights even you know on, on the dashboard without using an external management um, platform within Facebook, you can see over a week. Um, you know, it's plotted out the best days and the best times. So it's just keeping an eye on that. Um, yeah, 
I mean, <laughs> Facebook's been a really funny one for me. And I think people have been quite tetchy, understandably. Sure. <laughs> What's happening in the world at the moment. And uh, yeah, so even kind of likes and followers have been re- have been quite up places because and I've done it myself from a personal level mm-hmm. if something slightly irritates me which you know doesn't take much if you're feeling a bit <laughs> it's like unfollow and I could see that coming across on social media which I found quite interesting so it, it has felt a little bit like eggshells in some places you know walking on eggshells yeah no absolutely yeah I think it's a, a real interesting balancing act that some people are, are desperately trying to uh, to fill and I think I don't know if you've found a similar thing as well I think the businesses that over the last uh, kind of three six months haven't perhaps been open and able to to talk about the same things that they normally would you know come and see us buy a ticket buy a cake to do those kind of things mm-hmm. actually it's enabled uh, them to, to kind of refocus all of their social channels actually into organically and naturally a much more you know open place that's maybe talking about a bit more kind of real stuff rather than just kind of salesy salesy I think it, it almost yeah. feels I, I don't know if you've experienced it as well but with some clients it's almost been more of a challenge now that we've had to start reintegrating some of those business as usual messages and finding that balance when there was no business as usual it was really easy to just be kind of yeah. quote unquote there for our customers and and doing yeah. what we do generally keep morale up and and be yeah. and be positive yeah. and yeah just you know share share news that kind of stuff whatever um but yeah it is it's quite difficult because yeah you, you just you know it's it's reading the room again I think you just have to act as you would on social media in a normal face-to-face situation you know it's like don't just keep screaming you wouldn't walk into a room and just keep screaming your sales messages if everyone's like crying <laughs> yeah. and, you know really worried it's, an, it's an interesting angle for a networking <laughs> event I know <laughs> yeah yeah maybe that maybe that will be part of the new normal <laughs> <laughs> god actually do you know what i think i've been to a few networking events that actually that sounds exactly like the strategy a few people took while they were there yeah, actually that's very true yeah i think one of the great things that, about lockdown for me has been the fact that i haven't had to go to a single one of those i haven't had to yeah. try and be heard over a crowded uh, event room or anything it's been brilliant in that regard yeah, yeah. There, I, I find them a challenge, to be honest, as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really that keen on um, sort of selling myself that that hard, and you know, that's and being a bit quite introverted in some ways as well sure. is a bit of a challenge. Well, no one really likes to talk about themselves, do they? At the best of times, yeah. it's always tough. And I, I, I debate even on like, things like social media and stuff. My own kind of social media output and stuff is always significantly sparser and less often than all of my clients because it's physically the last thing I've got any amount of time to, to do once absolutely I, yeah I my own social media I mean I, I kind of I make a, a resolution pretty much every month to be better on it but with with LinkedIn I understand why people contract me to do it for them because mm-hmm. I really don't like doing my own sure um, and it you know makes me win sometimes but I obviously completely understand the value of it because yeah. you know uh, my business really but yeah so it, it's it's difficult to sell yourself sometimes but yeah 
must do better. Must do better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a tough one. Well, I wonder with that in mind, obviously, if there are you know perhaps businesses listening who are themselves sat thinking to themselves, you know, actually, I really need to be doing more on on social media and stuff. Um, what kind of general advice would you would you give to businesses perhaps looking to to pick it up for the first time or, or to make more of, of perhaps what they've already been doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, so. Kind of talking around what we've we've touched on already. Really, I think the main thing that I've been pe- saying to people at the moment is: do remember the essence of of social media, and don't just blast those messages out, yeah. um, even when it's tempting. You know, because it's really competitive out there, and we're all kind of um, struggling to to get by in in some ways. Sure. Um, take an extra ten minutes. Do that organic um chats and and you really will see the value in it as okay. well um i think as well you know look at look at some of the free things that you can do to encourage that kind of organic um chat so there's north Ants hour okay. which is a twitter networking event um that most people will be aware of that's every thursday um, night right north Ants hour thursday night eight till nine yeah. um that that will that will help you know if, if you're working in a local market and um you kind of want to reach out to a few more people in the area okay. another one um that i've been thinking about as well is you know are you making enough of your existing relationships okay. um that you have with with other businesses can you collaborate on on something um i'm seeing some really nice examples of of people doing that in the local area and um yeah i think it's it's often a missed opportunity yeah not to sort of link up with other people perhaps you could do even a competition um work with some influencers perhaps as well sure um, and all all of these things can go into your content strategy over the next few months you can always swap it around and you know do what you need to do as the situation changes okay. um, but yeah I would say that so make, make sure you're not overtly selling um, try and think of creative ways that you can collaborate with other people yeah um really really do think about that online content strategy because as we've been saying um we're all spending loads of time on our phones at home because of obvious reasons sure um yeah so just think think about different where your audience is online and the different formats of content that might appeal to them so it could be a podcast uh, maybe it's a quiz or something, seeing some less so at the moment. It, could you do an online event? Um, because obviously we can't get together face to face. So try and move past just just blogs, which are important, but they're the, the original the original format of online content. Tell your story. Yeah. That's the message. <laughs> I think there's definitely been I've I've seen a lot more of that kind of quizzy gamified content this year mm. from a lot of brands. I think there's almost been it, it felt to me like kind of one of the the mass human reactions to all of this situation through kind of February and March. It almost felt like everyone wanted to, I hate to use the word, kind of regress a little bit back to kind of safer times. But that's almost how it felt a little bit. So everyone was kind 
of doing dance challenges and top 10 lists and all these things that we did when we were kind of kids, you know, honestly, these kind of gamified bits of content and stuff. Mm. And it almost felt like there was a real audience for that kind of stuff earlier on. Um, So, yeah, I think there's definitely definitely some really interesting uh, examples out there of people that have lent into that over over recent weeks and months. Um, Tell me, on a a local level, Jill, is there anyone that you always think um, or or perhaps hold up to, uh, to other businesses or clients as you know really good examples of people doing you know really good work on social media yeah oh gosh now I'm trying now I have to think <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll put you on the spot there haven't I so you have yeah I have to be careful who I say because I don't yeah I don't want to be too biased. Because I tell you, um, the one that always um, that I've, I've really been struck by the last few months has been um, John and Leo at the Brooklyn Brownie Company, who have been they are brilliant. That's such a good example. Social media and yeah. actually have been hitting all of the kind of the, the the key touch points that you kind of touched on there. You know, a lot of their content is is a very authentic. Uh, it's video led. It's it's buying from people. It's you know it's not just kind of direct sales mm-hmm. salesy. People are very much buying into kind of what they're doing. Lots of collaborations, competitions, games. Actually, those guys. It's always like they're one of your clients. So if I didn't know, that, <laughs> yeah, they're but, definitely yeah, not. They I think they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's such a good example, Ben. I have to be quite careful who I say because um, <laughs> that's fine. The drink center, so I can't. And if I say someone, someone here, so why are you saying them and not me? Yeah. So, <laughs> I have to be careful. But that, yeah, that's a that's a great example. Does does he dress up as Mister T sometimes as well? He's, he's got uh, some kind of a oh. side gig as a professional Mister T guy. He was part, <laughs> I think. Of, um, he was telling me a few weeks ago on another podcast interview. Um, I think he was part of some group that was in Britain's Got Talent that was like a bunch of, uh, of celebrity impersonators, and he was the Mr. T entry. Um, but he's pretty badass as Mr. T, actually. Yeah, he's he's brilliant because he uses that in his um, in his social media stuff. Yeah, as well. But yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're a brilliant example. Um, yeah, Nicole na- navigates as well. Um, yeah. She's she she does um, a lot of kind of local stuff around Northamptonshire. She's very consistent. puts a lot of content out there. Yeah, and she, she's um, kind of an influencer, I guess. And actually, um, I don't know the lady's name, but the lady that runs North Ants Hour, as well as physically kind of administering that tweet, she seems to do quite a lot on social media and on the blogosphere and stuff with people as well. Yeah, she's very good too. Yeah, um, I've, I've worked with both of them on on a project, and um, yeah, yeah, you know, people always say that you know influencers uh, have it easy, but they actually work incredibly hard to produce yeah. that amount of content. So, yeah. Do you think there is um, kind of a, a genuine benefit to those? I know some people, perhaps that have, I don't know, maybe watched the Fire Festival movie and <laughs> will have a, a fairly dim view of quote unquote influencers. Uh, yeah. And don't be wrong, I think there's a certain you know flat tummy tea sector of the market that that probably does apply to. But do, do you personally see a kind of a benefit to, especially on a local level, with engaging with those kind of um, kind of gatekeepers and tastemakers? Yeah, def- definitely. Um, I think, yeah, more kind of micro influencers. So they would, you know, just um, smaller ones. I'm working on, yeah, I'm working on an- another project with a sort of potential influencer as well. And I think that that's going to be really kind of pinnacle to actually launching the brand. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think there is value. 
but um yeah you have to really really be careful and think about it um if if they're the right match as well okay and also really really kind of nail down what's expected from both sides yeah um when doing but yeah there is value um and it can be you know mutually beneficial which is which is always good um yeah yeah but just be selective and think it through okay Awesome. And tell me, is there um, kind of anywhere online that you um, particularly frequent often in the way of uh, maybe resources, places that you you know you can go for, for kind of reliable support or new information and stuff? If there's businesses out there perhaps looking to upskill themselves in, uh, in the world of social media, obviously aside from contacting yourself, which will give you the <laughs> opportunity to tee up in a moment, um, is, is there anywhere generally that you kind of tend to refer to or, or think of as a, a good start in place for anybody to 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 check out gosh um again yeah i mean i'm i tend to to top my skills up with cim which is chartered institute of marketing and um they they do kind of short social media courses or you know copywriting that sort of thing they're actually much much more um affordable than you would expect so you can say just the word yeah. CIM makes me immediately think super expensive, super expensive. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, I yeah, that's, that's Because they are another business that it used to be you would go to Birmingham or London for the day and it would cost you quite a lot of money, okay. sometimes residential. Um, but they've had to move online, okay. obviously. So, and that's brought the price down. Sure. So, yeah, so you can be looking, I think it's £350, which I know isn't a small amount of money, but it's really, really good training. It's kind of, in my opinion, it's the best. So I would personally look at that. But then some of the social media platforms as well, management platforms like Hootsuite or Sprout Social, or that they all have um, accreditation, like social media accreditation courses as well. So have a look at those. Well, there's loads of free stuff out there too. Yeah. You know, just to give you, if you need a bit of a refresher, or you're feeling a bit disillusioned, then then yeah, there's there's plenty of free stuff that will cover the basics for you. It's the great thing about the internet, isn't it? There's always something. Yeah. And worst case, if there's not, there's tons of pictures of cats. Uh, worst case scenario. <laughs> pictures of cats. Everything will be fine. You know where I be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. And Jill, I wonder perhaps as a as a fairly neat um, kind of full stop on our on our little chat through everything, I wonder perhaps if people were interested in, in chatting with more with you and, and finding out a little bit more about your, your services and, and how perhaps you could be uh, assisting them in growing their business uh, in, in social media circles and stuff. How would people get in touch with you? So the best way to get in touch with me is just drop me an email. So it's Jill, which is G-I-L-L at... B social, which is B E S O C I A L N N dot co dot UK. That's my that's my uh, email address. <laughs> and online um, as well, you got a website on there. Yeah, so it's www.bsocialnn.co.uk. But I am doing a bit of a rebrand at the moment, okay. so it's just a holding page. So I'm working on a bit of a more um, 
uh, yeah, a bit of a bit of a refresh. Nice. Well, I look forward to seeing that when it's uh, yeah. hopefully very soon, to your mate. Yeah. Anyway, like I say, lovely catching up with you, mate. Thank you very Thank much you. for your time uh, this morning. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, like I say, be in touch real soon if that's all right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Take care. Thanks, Jill. Look after yourself. Thanks Take for care. Me. No worries. Cheers, mate. Take care. <laughs> See you. Bye. Bye. So, well, that's our show for this week with a big thank you for joining us and a big thanks to Jill from Be Social for taking the time to join us as well. We'll be back with another episode of the podcast very shortly, but in the meantime, don't forget you can find out more on all of the business support materials and resources available uh, to all of our friends and businesses across the Nen Valley over on our dedicated mini site. You can head over and browse that now at nenvalley.net slash business. And if that wasn't enough, on top of all that, you can also connect with us all... Um, and as if that wasn't enough, you can also connect with us on our social media as well. So look for us at, at underscore Nen Valley on Twitter, at Nen Valley on Instagram, and search for River Nen on Facebook. For now, though, take care out there wherever you are listening to us. Stay safe, and we will look forward to joining you back here next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Should we do the goodbye again? Oh, that's all right. I think yeah. that's okay.